Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Listen, if you're like me, you hate doing admin crap. Number one, because you're not good at it. And number two, because you know it's taking you away from the stuff that actually makes you money. So why are you doing it? Do what I did. Go to worksbee.com right now and let them pair you with a real executive assistant. Once I started working with Cheryl at Worksbee, my income went up 40% in one month and my working hours went from 70 down to 40. It's a game changer. Go to workspeed.com right now, book a call, and tell them Walker sent you. If you do, you'll get two extra hours of service for free as a bonus. So if you're ready to finally stop doing the stuff you hate and focus on the stuff that makes you money, go to workspeed.com right now. That's W-O-R-X-B-E-E dot C-O-M. Tell them Walker sent you, and you'll get those two free hours. Welcome to the WS Sales School Podcast. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Today, I want to talk to you about a subject that um, <laughs> it's hard for me, too. And the subject is waiting. Waiting. Nobody wants to wait for anything anymore. Think about the world we live in today, right? When you want something, it's right on the interwebs. It's right on Amazon. You can order it. And damned if we don't get it, in, you know, you could get it in a day or two. Can you imagine having to wait two weeks for something? I know we're having a supply chain problem, and a lot of times we're now having to wait you know, three or four months to get stuff, or sometimes longer than that. But that drives us crazy, right? The world moves at a fast pace, and we want things right damn now. And it makes sense. That's what we've been trained to expect. I mean, think about it. When I was growing up, and maybe I'm old, right? When I was growing up, I loved June and July because that was when we had tomatoes. I love freaking tomatoes, right? When they're ripe and in season. What the hell's in season anymore? right? You can get tomatoes 12 months a year. Now, I think the ones right out of the ground in South Carolina from Johns Island or Lexington County, I think they're the best damn tomatoes. But you can get good, ripe tasting tomatoes 12 months out of the year. Any kind of vegetable, anything you want all the time, which I think has spoiled us. And I think it hurts sales. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of times as salespeople or the salespeople I train, they want to, you know, uh, nobody wants to wait. So immediately in the sales call, they're trying to push, 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 right? How do I get this thing closed? How do I get it closed? And the reality is it may not be time. The buyer may not be ready for you yet right? We have to do our due diligence and make sure that they, that we understand their problem and that they trust us enough to give us money to fix it. So sometimes that doesn't happen instantaneously. I would tell you most of the time it doesn't happen instantaneously, especially if you're selling something complicated and expensive. It can take some time. And maybe the time we're calling on them is not the right time for them to buy. I think about this a lot. People are getting, you know, maybe they're getting crappy service right now. Maybe they're experiencing something right now that really sucks. 
But you know what? Most people don't know that it sucks. Most people think that whatever they're getting is normal. Most people, most of the prospects out there that you're calling on, everybody else who's calling on them saying, we've got the best service. We've got the best people. We got the best value. Everybody says that shit, right? And so our buyers are like, okay, well, I guess I just don't know how to pick, right? And so oftentimes the buyer will pick. You tell me this ever happened to you where the buyer has three people and they all give proposals and the buyer says, well, shit, everybody says they got the best of everything. I really can't tell the difference. One of them is $15. The other proposal says $12. The other one says $8. Most of the time they'll say, well, there's something wrong with the $8 one. I don't want that. The $15 one, I sure don't want to get screwed. I'm probably going with the one in the middle. That is often the sophisticated way that people make a choice about what way to go. Isn't that crazy? Here's the thing. You will never differentiate yourself based on your product. If you're hoping your product's going to take you over the edge, you're wrong. It doesn't. What matters, nobody can tell that you're any better until they see that you are different. Nobody can tell. Nobody cares. They can't tell if you're better until they see that you're different, right? So in my mind, the way that we have to be different is in our sales approach. And maybe you can be like the guy, um, <laughs> I guess this is different. The guy that runs the, is it the baseball team in Savannah, the Savannah Bananas or whatever, and he goes around doing interviews in a banana costume. That's certainly different. And maybe that makes you want to go see the Savannah Bananas play baseball more than you may want to watch your local private, your private local, um, what is it called? For-profit for baseball team. Um, but they got to see you're different. And so part of being different right, is taking your time in the sales call, making sure that you understand your prospect situation, making sure that they know that you understand. See, a lot of times we rush in and we think all we have to do is rush in there and tell them how great we are and that they're going to believe us. And then, hey, you want to buy it? You want to buy it? The reality is that scares the shit out of most people. And by the way, everybody, remember I told you this a minute ago, right? People believe that what they're getting is normal, right? Because they've been told that basically because everybody says they got better stuff, right? So, hey, it must be better. And then they jump in there and they realize, hell, it kind of sucks like everything else. And so it's hard to convince somebody that you actually, in fact, are better. And I would tell you, you shouldn't waste a whole lot of time with that. You got to show them that you're different first. And the way I like to do this is, is obviously in the approach that you have to take. And what I would tell you, the approach that throws, I say it throws people off, it makes you seem different, is you must go slowly. You must, and it will feel like icicle slowly for you. But your job, remember, is to understand your prospect and to get them to share their opinions with you. Your job is to understand your prospect and get them to share their opinions about their situation with you, All right? So somebody may say, um, you know, we're losing a million dollars a quarter. And I might think, good God, that sounds terrible. You have to fix that. But they may say, you know, it's okay. We're investing that money and next year it's going to pay off. So that's not a problem. They think that's a good thing. Somebody else, you say, they say they're losing a million dollars a quarter. They say, holy shit, we'll be out of business. 
we got high turnover. Somebody might say, oh my God, that's terrible. We got to fix that. Maybe they say, you know what? We hire people for a reason. We hire people. We know they're going to be here for three months and move on. That's part of our strategy. That's what we do. Now, I might disagree with that being the right way, but hey, who am I to disagree if they like the way it's working? Nobody gives a shit what you think, right? Until they paid you. The signal that it's okay for you to actually give consulting is when you're getting something in return, be that money, right? Ideally, you get a check and a contract or you're getting some other kind of commitment, right? If I'm okay doing this for you, will you do this for me? And part of, part of the whole process, right, of slowing down is slowing down, make sure we're not skipping steps. I know the ones we try and speed up the most, the prospects that come in and say, okay, I heard from John. He said, you guys were great. I'm ready to go. Sell me. You know, I'm ready to have some. You know what I find is those are the worst freaking prospects, the ones that are trying to go fast with me because I always miss something. If I let them go fast, if I let them jump to the end, then I'm going to miss something. I'm going to screw something up. I'll either take the wrong client or I'll get down the path and realize, shit, I didn't know everything. And now this deal's going to blow up and I've wasted time. Our, the world moves at such a fast pace. I mean, I mean, the news comes every second, right? Every, and we have this instant gratification thing, right? we People on freaking YouTube, they, you know, they, we learn they're making, they're 18 and they're dumbasses and they're making a million dollars a year doing dumbass shit on YouTube. And they're like, wow, how do I make a million dollars a year? My kids, right? They're like, oh, dad, this person makes, you know, a gazillion dollars a year being a jackass on YouTube. But that's what, that's what our kids are learning. That's what you got to get rich fast. Dad, if you're not rich by the time you're 25, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not rich by the time I'm 25. I'm not sure I'm rich now. I'm rich in a lot of ways How about that. Got some more to go though. So when I go on a sales call and when I train people to sell, one of the first things I ask people to do and I get to do myself is take a damn deep breath. Don't worry about jumping in there. There's that old story about the, <laughs> this is totally misogynistic and a terrible story, but it illustrates my point. So if you don't want to hear a misogynistic story, then you can um, detune for about a minute. Um, but you've heard the story about the two bulls up on top of the hill. One's an old bull and one's a young bull. And the bull, the young bull says, hey, man, let's run down there and screw one. Let's run down there and screw one of those cows down there in the valley. And the old bull says, I got a better idea. Let's walk down there and get them all. Okay. You can, if you're afraid of a misogynistic story, you can now you can now turn the radio back on. Um, but it's true, right? Go be, and back to my point a couple of months ago, being intentional. Be intentional about what you do. We're not just out here slinging mud. We're not just out here just, you know, vomiting information and having the same template every single time. By the way, if you're going into every sales call and you've got the same set of slides, right? Or you have this pre-packaged thing that you're going to say every single time, it's insulting, insulting to your prospects. Not everybody's the same. They don't believe they're the same. Maybe you see them as the same. Maybe you've heard the same thing over and over and over again, and you know how to fix it. You just need to tell them to show them how smart you are. So if they could just catch on, they'd buy from you. 
here's the thing. You may know what to do, but understand your prospect wants to feel they need to know that you understand them because they think they're the only one in the world that has that problem like that. And in their mind, they are. They're the only person that does. And until you slow down and ask them questions and then ask them their, so ask them about their situation and then ask them their opinions about their situation, right? What do you think about that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Tell me more about that. How long has it been going on? What have you tried to do about it? Did that work? Wow, what do you suppose this costs you? Is that a big deal? What happens if you don't fix it? What do you think you should do, right? Use follow-up questions. Go freaking slowly. So gosh, let's pretend you have a 90-minute sales call and you end up making a sale versus a 15-minute sales call where you tried to pump and dump and you got to have five of them. Bullshit, right? Go slowly. Tell your prospect when you get there, hey, do you mind if we spend an hour or 90 minutes? Ask them what they were hoping to talk about. Tell them what you want to talk about. Figure out what you're going to decide yes or no to at the end of the meeting. So nobody's got any pressure. All right, get an agreement to what you're going to decide at the end of the meeting. Take your time. Take the time to do it right. In our instant gratification society, we're all ready to jump to the end. And you think about it where we're trained. You think about the, uh, what is dating in a modern life right now? Shit, you go to Tinder or wherever and you swipe right. And how do you, how are you, um, you know, how are you picking somebody? Right, this is just like our customers, right? They look at our website, they decide what they want and they call in. But all they know is what's on our website. There's a whole lot more we need to do to qualify them. But in that world, you come in, okay, like her, like him, click, swipe right. Next thing you know, we're having a date. And we used to have to have conversations with people. I'm not, I'm not pining for the good old days, by the way. I don't think there was such a thing. I don't think there is such a thing. I think what we have is right now. We do have right now. And what we're dealing with right now and how you deal with it right now. I'm thinking about my career, um, which has been going on a long time. I think it's 30 years, 32 years, 33 years. And I thought I'd be, God, I thought I'd be just rich as creases by now. I think I thought I'd be rich and retired by the time I was 35. Um, and I wasn't, and I'm not. Um, but it's the recognition that over time, you gain wisdom. Over time, you gain experience and knowledge, we hope. But just know that that is, and there are some people that you will see and you will know, and they will be rich, rich and done by the time they're 30 years old and good for them. But for most of us, that's not the path. I'm watching people buy Bitcoin now and good for them. I wish I'd bought some five years ago. And their tagline is, um, hope you're happy being poor. Right? Like they've got this secret. Well, I felt the same way in 1999 with tech stocks. I know this is different. Um, and I thought, hope y'all are happy being poor. You're missing all this stuff. Well, Guess what? I was rich, not rich. I was, I was about four doubles from being rich. And back in 1999, I figured that would take three whole years. Well, guess what? 25 years later, here I am still. And that's okay. 
I think if I'd been rich when I was 35, I think I'd have been a shitty person. I don't think I would have um, had enough respect for myself or respect for what really happens in the world if I had gotten it quickly. Um, and I, I tell you what, I do um, I try and take each experience that I have and learn something from it. I ask my clients every week, tell me a lesson that you've learned, something you've screwed up, that you say, damn it, I screwed up. And here's what I've learned from it. Here's what I don't want to do again. And I think that's important for us to, to go back and think about whenever you have a shitty day or something bad happens or you have a bad sales call or get an argument with somebody is go back and say, all right, what did I learn from that? What did I screw up? Own the problem. Another thing I think that's important that we need to do again in our, in our immediate uh, gratification, instant gratification culture is to go back and look back over the last six months or a year and go back and notice how have I grown? What are some things that are happening now that weren't happening six months or a year ago? What do I know differently now? How am I behaving differently? How's my business different? What are my wins? Because if we're always focused on tomorrow, 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 always, oh, we're chasing the sunset. We're chasing the sunset. You're never there. And I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. They called me and they said, um, you know, guy, smart guy out in somewhere in the Midwest, Denver, I think. He was listening to this podcast and he called me and he said, I want to talk to you about your experience and, you know, how can I learn what you've learned? And um, he said, you know, I feel like I, uh, I need to get some more certifications so that people will see me and take me seriously in what I'm trying to do. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I've chased that before. And I said, I've gotten some certifications. And I said, the, really, the person that you're trying to impress, the person that you're trying to tell that you really are okay and you really are smart and you really do deserve to be here is yourself. It's you. And I'm not saying certifications are bad, but if you're waiting until you have your PhD to do something or waiting until you have your CCIM or waiting until you have all your, you know, whatever, whatever your degrees are, whatever the certifications are, now, don't get me wrong, I understand take certifications, be an engineer and that kind of stuff. But most of us, most of us, all those letters behind our name, that just makes us feel better. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think if you go to the top five or six MBA schools in the country, I think that's probably a, a good use of whatever, $500,000, whatever the hell it costs. And I guess too, if you want to have a corporate career, I guess an MBA is probably a great thing. I'm not trying to trash MBAs. But I think an MBA for an entrepreneur, for most of us, it's fucking worthless. Worthless for most of us. Um, I think what we're going to learn, we'd best learn is, um, is out there on our own, doing it with coaches, with help. Get help from people, right? Reach out to other folks who've been doing it. Pay somebody to help you. It, it takes time and experience. You got to get your ass kicked a whole bunch of times. Nothing's easy if it's ever, and this is what somebody told me I think is brilliant. If you think something is easy, it means you don't understand it, right? If you think sales is easy, it means you don't understand it. Um, take your time to learn your craft. You're not going to be great at this overnight. Anybody that thinks they're a natural at sales, good for them. But chances are that what that tells the world when you say I'm a natural is that I don't need to work on this. I don't have to do anything. I'm already great at this. And what I'll tell you is when, as soon as you say that, Hey, I know everything. I don't need to learn anything. You're dead. 
world moves on. Think about how sales is different now than it was 10 years ago. Yet we're all looking for the secret right now. How do I get there? When will I be there? How do I make it there? As I've said before, there is no there. There wasn't for me. Right? It's just the next level. You get up to the next level, you say, okay, cool. There's so much more to do. Okay, cool. There's so much more to do. I got so much more to learn. And then you work at it. Thank you all so much for listening today. I appreciate you very much. Um, this is a fun, uh, the podcast is a fun thing for me. I will ask you one favor. If you will please share this episode with one person, one person you care about that might need to hear this message. Who's that one person? And forward it to them. If you'll just do that one time with episodes that really stick with you, we can really grow this thing. We're already generating super numbers. It's really fun to watch. Um, 2020 was a very good year for podcasts and 2021 seems like we're heading the same direction. So if we can spread the word, if you are an entrepreneur or a salesperson, or you are a, um, you know, a business owner and you've got a sales team and you think, shit, we could be doing so much better. We need some help. I need some help. We're not doing as well as we should be doing. We need to get to the next level. We're giving away our business. We're having to cut prices to get business. We're getting crushed by the 800 pound gorilla. We don't know how to, how to do this. And send me an email, walker at walkermckay.com. Pick up the phone and call me, 803-917-2817. Let's have, a, let's have a 30 minute chat. See if there's something I can do to help you. Maybe there is, maybe there's not. Uh, but I'm happy to have it, uh, as we call it, a no BS conversation. Thank you, no BS sales team. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here and sharing. Uh, and thank you for letting me know um, what you've heard and, and uh, what, what stuck out with you today. See you next week.